Aloha, you Randy Earholes and those people surrounding you. This is the somewhat phlegmy and best Matthew Sanborn Smith there ever done been and his most delinquent and too infrequent piliferous piece of produce Beware the Hairy Mango. Jesus, I sound like an old Batman villain. Both of whom exist solely for your enrichment and essential vitamins. Today's organ-bursting episode is brought to you by the Delectable Good Magazine. That's G-U-D for Greatest Uncommon Denominator. Greatest Uncommon Denominator is an award-winning magazine publishing literary and genre fiction, poetry, art, and more, both print and PDF. Listen up. Good Magazine is hundreds of pages of mind-expanding jollies for a ridiculously reasonable price. Leap from your soul-numbing, car-driving, job-working, family-humoring life into the best entertainment value of which you can conceive. Click the link in the show notes or the pretty pic to the right on the homepage, or just type in gudmagazine.com. We have a long-ass story by Mango Standards today, so let's blast on into it. There will be no neutral feelings about this one. You'll either hate it or you'll strongly dislike it. There is no middle ground. I present to you an epic tale of love and can opening. An epic tale of love and can opening by Matthew Sanborn Smith. How about a story about a guy who opens cans for a living and then aliens come down with the secret of life, but they stick it in a can and now the whole world turns to him to open the secret of life. You have to understand that this is no ordinary can. This is an enormous can that mere mortals couldn't hope to open. There are grooves and twists and contortions. Only the master could pop this one out. But he's become disillusioned because the opening of cans doesn't mean that much to him anymore. I've opened cans for 37 years now, and I don't have anything to show for it but a bunch of open cans. I vow never to open another can. I want to become a shoe salesman. The governments of Earth beg the aliens to put the secret of life into a shoe instead of a can. The aliens laugh at these foolish earthlings. That'd have to be one heck of a big shoe, one of the aliens says. They almost take the can away from the earthlings for that one. No, no, almost all of the peoples of Earth scream as one. The shoe guy isn't screaming. That's how much he doesn't care. Can you get any more jaded than that, folks? I don't think so. So the earthers take the can and shove it inside a big shoe, and then they hide the shoe inside the guy's shoe store. The trick is they have to find someone with enormous feet to make the guy want to pick up that huge shoe. The search is on. They find some gal in the Ukraine with feet the size of Volkswagens. But I just bought new shoes, she exclaims. Then we'll buy you another pair, the man from the embassy says. But what am I going to do with two pairs of shoes, she asks. Look, one could be for special occasions. Do you get out much on dates, I mean? With feet like these, what do you think? Okay, okay, let us buy you the shoes, and then we'll find you a date. Cool? All right, but if I don't get the date, I'm returning the shoes, understand? We understand. So they come to America. She gets into the mall, all right, but has some trouble fitting into the store. I need some new shoes, she shouts. We don't have any shoes in your size, the former can opener guy says. I'm sure you must, she says. Look there behind that fixture. The guy is amazed. Well, what do you know? But it's only one. The FBI guys in the unmarked van outside begin cursing up a storm. Those idiots only made one shoe. Say something, they say to the woman through the little voice box in her ear. We're fresh out of ideas. Um, I, uh, she says. Well, I only need one shoe. I'm planning to cut off one of my feet. Is that a left shoe or a right shoe? It's a right. Yes, well, that works out wonderfully. I was going to cut off my left foot. Well, damn, can opener guy says. That's certainly fortunate. Hey, chief, one of the FBI guys says in the van. We gotta get this gal on the bureau. She really knows how to think on her foot. Back inside, can opener guy unties the ropes that keep Big Feet Girl's shoe on and goes for the new shoe. Hey, there's a big can in here, he says. And I, I can't get it out. Open it, she says. Then you'll be able to bend it and remove it. He turns his back on her and gets really quiet. Never. 
I spent a lifetime opening cans, opened my first can before I could walk, and pissed away a life doing more of the same. I promised myself that I'd never open another can again. But, but, she starts weeping uncontrollably. His heart is wrenched from him. Not literally, you understand. That would be a disgusting and horrible ending. Please, please don't cry, he says. But if I don't get that shoe, I'll never get a date. What kind of freakish shallow bastard would only date you for your shoe? I don't know, but I hope to find out. I'd date you, you know. Shoe or no shoe. Really? Forget the shoe then. No, no, the agents in the van scream. We need that can opened. Shoe guy, she says. It would mean so much to me if you could open that can and sell me that shoe. I... I can't! He hides his face in his hands and runs sobbing to the food court. Now I don't have a date, and I don't have a shoe! And she starts bawling right there in the middle of the mall. She screams so loudly that she scares the mall walkers off and security fires their weapons at her, but the bullets hit her shoes and bounce off. The FBI guys are besides themselves. One of them says, Jesus, this is going to hell in a big fast way. We need a truckload of Prozac here post haste. He screams into the radio. The truckload comes and they dump the Prozac on top of Big Feet Girl. That shuts her up. She burrows into the new shoe and beneath the can in order to find a pocket of air. But it's not a very big pocket. Can opener guy returns from the food court having finally collected himself and he's unable to enter his shoe store due to the enormous pile of Prozac blocking the door. He climbs to the top of the pile and digs. His weight wedges the can further into the new shoe and the young girl wails with fear. Surely she's come to the end of her short and miserable big-footed life. C.O. guy, you can't expect me to say can opener guy every single time, can you? Hears her cries and reaches the can that lies between him and the woman he suddenly loves. Why do you mock me, God? He shouts while shaking his fist at the mall's skylights. He considers cutting through the shoe, but look at the size of the thing. It has to cost like $70,000 or something. The boss will kill him if he damages it. There's nothing for it but to... Oh, open the can... He threw his can opener into the East River months ago when he started his new life. What's he going to do? He almost cries once more as the girl's sobbing grows more faint. Instinctively, he throws himself into it and gnaws at the can with his full sparkling set of adult teeth. That'll take him all year, a rookie in the van shouts as they watch on through the mall's security cameras. I'll get an opener from the kitchen store. His supervisor holds him fast. No, you fool. Don't you think we could have opened the can ourselves if it was that easy? Watch that bastard chew. But, but that's high-grade aluminum, and those are just teeth. It's not the strength, my friend. It's the love. Friend, I was a fool a minute ago. You're still a fool, friend. Look at him nibble with the skill of a master opener. This man is a can-opening demigod, chewing at angles only accessible through a higher dimension. He's making that can his bitch. And so he is. The can bursts open, and within lies a huge slip of paper that reads, The secret of life is to remove the giant can that is suffocating you. Can opener guy reads this, and somehow he understands how it could apply to his situation. He crumples the once vacuum-packed can and discovers his true love beneath, gasping for air. Darling, he says, sliding into her arms. Sweet potato, she moans. They live happily ever after. At first, the governments of Earth are kind of pissed about the rather specific message the aliens try to pass off as the secret of life. But upon reflection, each man and woman considers the deeper meaning and seeks out the giant metaphorical cans in their own lives that are suffocating them. Oddly enough, everyone discovers that there are actual giant cans on top of them that have somehow gone unnoticed for all this time. They remove them and everyone, everyone breathes a lot easier. Phew, that was a close one. How about a story like that?
If this story shod your weary foot, you can find it and other entirely unrelated objects at my blog, Dignaggy, in the 1000.blogspot.com, or lose the pants and stay a while right here at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Tell me how I turned your life around on the comments for this post, or remail me again once more at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Twit your tweets about the sweet meats and stubbly skins all over this damn place, and talk to me too at Up With Gravity. Don't expect an answer as I sometimes pretend to live life. Tap that RSS thingaroo with the curvy line so you can listen to me forever, or hope Hook up with I and I at I and iTunes. Subscribe there and tell people about my silky smooth skin and a review. Thanks to a kind-hearted sofanaut, I found new ways to get money from you. Hit the brand new subscribe button below the smelly old donate button, and you can give me four American dollars a month until the end of days. I knew you'd be excited. Now you can forget I ever existed while still supporting me like a fat and sassy leech, sucking you from a place you can't see without two mirrors or a close friend. This podcast dribbles anticlimactically from the orifice of a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 unported license which apparently is better than the licenses for previous episodes which are all thoroughly ported. This now and again is the blue-green Matthew Sanborn Smith saying what the hell am I saying? Saying focus on the positive. For instance the vast majority of my bowel movements occur when my pants are down and yet my co-workers never applaud me for all the times I get it right but the four or five other times if you look at it as a percentage it's so minuscule. Good night. <laughs>